I've only had one hour with a client, regardless whether a smoking client, a weight issues client, it could be anxiety client, it could be phobias, it could be, I don't know, money blocks, it could be really anything. How would I best spend my hour to get the most with my client? And here's what I would do every single time. I'd spend zero amount of time on the hypnosis, zero amount of time on the suggestions, zero amount of times on deepness and suggestibility tests, zero amount of times on having my client, I don't know, walk down a beach or walk down some stairs and go deeper. And here is why. I would spend 60 minutes, one hour with that client on the therapy. Because when it comes down to it, that's really the only thing that matters. I see a lot of hypnotherapists and coaches, if they have an hour with a client, the first half of that uh, half an hour with that client is spent on the rapport thing, the deep another thing, the hypnosis thing, reading the scripts, worrying about the techniques. And here's the bottom line. When you understand principles of how hypnosis works, you can actually do one, two, maybe even three things using some sort of principles that will actually, for lack of better words, kill two birds with one stone and save you a lot of time. Here's what I mean by this. How would I spend that hour with a client just doing therapy? How does that work? Because Scott, don't we have to use hypnosis in order to do the therapy? Doesn't my client have to be in a certain depth of hypnosis in order to do the therapy? Doesn't my client's conscious mind have to be out of the way so I have direct suggestions to the unconscious mind? And here's the answer, absolutely not. Here's the one thing we all understand to make this really simple. Here's the one thing we all understand about our client's problems. When our client says they're a smoker and they wanna quit, they have anxiety, they wanna overcome this, they've got weight issues, they've got phobias, what are they telling us? Regardless of what a client tells us, whatever words they use, what are they telling us? Well, they're telling us the symptoms. They're telling us the experience they're having based on that symptom. And what is a symptom? It's essentially a guess. It's a way for the unconscious mind to express itself and a client to react to that expression by coping with it. So an example of this, let's say there's some underlying reason why a client is a smoker. Maybe green aliens flew over their house when they were a little kid, waved at them. This caused them to freak out thus, but they become a smoker later on in life. Now, jokes aside, that's just how bizarre the mind can actually work. And if you do this properly, these are some of the things your clients could tell you, but that's for another for another video. But here's the thing. When a client tells us their symptom, they're telling us a guess. So worrying about how deep my client goes is irrelevant. Worrying about the hypnosis I'm going to use is irrelevant. Worrying about the timeline, the regression, the visualization is irrelevant. Why? Here's the thing. If I start investigating a client's problem, we call this the hypnotic interview and ACH, advanced conversation hypnosis. If I investigate a client's problem correctly and I ask them certain questions about their symptom, what's going to happen? Well, you're going to create something called an organic trance. Why? When you ask a client about their problem, they're going to give you a symptom. And a lot of the stuff they're going to tell you, regardless of how many questions you ask, is a lot of guesses. It's a lot of lies. It's a lot of assumptions. It's a lot of backwards rationalizations. It's a lot of conclusions. Your, your client's best attempt to try and ask answer your question. Now, if you get good at asking certain questions, not about language patterns and all that sort of rubbish, none of that stuff, but actually investigating a client's problem for what it is, where does a client have to go in order to find that information to answer your question? Well, hopefully you're with me here. They have to go into the unconscious mind because that information is not relevant until you ask a question. So hear what we're doing here. But asking a client about their problem using, you know, what questions, why, who, when, all those sorts of questions, you're saying to a client, please go into your unconscious mind, find the information, come back out and give me the answer. Now, where does trance exist? Where does hypnosis exist? Where does this depth of trance we're looking for? Where do these visualizations occur? Where does the regression occur? Where does the memories and the emotions occur? In the unconscious mind. So by literally doing the hypnotic interview and asking questions, 
you're telling a client to go to the places where all that hypnosis good stuff is, go into that place, search around, find information that was normally hidden to you and come back out and give me that answer. Each time, we call this a fractionation, each time a client comes out and gives you the information, they're going to bring with them whatever was in that trance place. So a lot of emotions, a lot of memories, a lot of um, you know tears and laughter, a lot of hypnosis, a lot of confusion. So here what we're doing here, instead of spending the first 15 minutes of each session with a client doing the deepness and the hypnosis and the suggestions, you're going deeper every time I touch your hand, you go a thousand times deeper, walk down the stairs, you know, with each stair getting deeper and deeper, instead of spending all your time creating a trance and forcing this relaxation trance. Now, I won't get into why relaxation trance have nothing to do with each other, but trying to force your client to go into this place where you think you have a clear pathway into the unconscious mind, but asking a client about their problem and getting real unconscious information, they're going to do that organically. So by asking a client, you're finding out what the real problem is, thus you're finding the root cause, and it's that alien story we just talked about before. And this could be regardless of the problem. We all start in the same place. But also you're asking a client to fractionate in and out of normal consciousness, which is a lot of conclusions, into the unconscious mind where all that trance is. That's what you're trying to force a client to go to. But then by having to do it step by step by step, you could spend the first half an hour of an hour session just doing the hypnosis thing. What I'm here to tell you is if you investigate a client's problem correctly, they'll kill two birds with one stone. You'll find out the root cause and they'll go into trance. So you're getting the best of both worlds. You're indirectly putting a client into trance, which is a great thing for resistance because a client has no idea what you're doing. You're not being obvious with the clunky techniques and the obvious language, which puts a lot of resistance in your clients because they know something's beginning, but you're also finding out what the real thing is, the real root causes. You're learning to understand unconscious information and learning how to collapse realities, all these cool things we teach in ACH, but you're saving a lot of time. So if you've ever watched some of the demos we've done with ACH and you'll see we all start in the same place. We're not setting up any technique. We're definitely not reading scripts because I mean, how could you script this stuff, guys? Let's be honest. We're not looking at the timelines. I'm not worrying about regression, not worrying about visualizations. The very art of investigating a client's, prop, a client's problem correctly and properly, you will start an indirect organic trance because that information is closed off to their consciousness. So by asking a client to go in and find what that stuff is, you're essentially and indirectly saying, go into transforming. And over time of investigating the problem, asking the right questions, having some patience, the regression you want to put a client into happens organically. The visualization you want your client to have happens organically. Now, why would this be a great thing? If you're forcing a client to do a regression or forcing a client to do a visualization or worst off, forcing a client to think about things that you want them to think about, what are you now doing? You're trying to fix that client's problem based on what you think is best for them. And that will always backfire. What I'd rather do is take my time, take a step back, have my client go into these unconscious places where I need all this information and figure out what to do next and have it come with a lot of the trance stuff. Have it come with the organic regressions. Have it come in with the organic uh, visualizations. If you watch any of the demos on our YouTube channel, you'll see that all of our students, if that's what they need to do, and that's the thing, all clients will do therapy the way that they need to do it. They'll go into trance the way they need to do it. They'll go as deep as they need to go, and you don't have to force them. But you'll see a lot of our, a lot of our students have organic regressions. They'll have organic visualizations. They'll have organic um, emotions and tears and laughter. But we as a therapist, if you do this correctly, are not forcing it. And that's why it's so much more powerful. So all in all, this is sort of a long-winded way for me to say, 
if I had only one hour with a client, with a client, regardless of their problem, I'd start in the same place. I'd investigate the problem and know that if I investigate the problem enough, I'm not only going to find the root cause, but I'm going to create some very organic healing trances. I'm not going to tell my client what to do. I don't have to prepare some suggestions. I don't have to prepare a script. I don't have to worry about any of those things because that's then me forcing a client the way that I want them to be healed based on my technique. And here's the one thing I realized after spending decade over a decade with clients is clients don't like what to, uh, being told what to do. I certainly don't. And if you think the unconscious mind is just going to say, okay, well, Scott, you're the therapist I'm going to listen to, you know, you've got another thing coming. When you force a client to do something you want them to do or force the unconscious mind of your client to heal the way that you want them to heal, of course it's going to resist. The unconscious mind is stubborn. The reason why a client has that problem is because the unconscious mind has not had another reason to sort that problem out or create a new program, whatever you want to call it. And all you do is come in and try and force the unconscious mind to do something it's not going to listen to. And if you're finding you have to see a client time after time, after time, after time, after time, you're probably not only spinning around the symptom, but now you're forcing clients what to do. And force in hypnosis is not a good thing. That's where a lot of resistance is. So all in all, if I was spending an hour with a client, I'd spend one hour on the therapy. I'd spend zero amount of times on the hypnosis because I know if I do good therapy, the byproduct of that is going to be the hypnosis that I'm looking for. Hopefully that helps, guys. I'll see you in the next video.